0: Inappropriate Earl uh, is back with the quarantine episode. Uh, I'm excited to uh, do this one. No Chandler Barbie this week. My sidekick is upstairs with Lois doing whatever, maybe doing a TikTok, uh, which I got her banned off of live uh, TikTok because I told a dirty story about the comedy store. Uh, so please uh, support Chandler on TikTok because I feel awful. That I told a very pornographic story about the comedy store, and TikTok has banned her for life on TikTok Live. And it kind of has something to do with my next guest, who is a uh, very funny comic, but she is also a porn star. And as you guys know, I don't watch porn. So uh, let's give it up for Kate Kennedy who is on my couch
1: (laughs) thank you for having me
0: well uh we met one night at the comedy store uh i think you came up to me and said i'm a big fan of your twitter i am and uh i have a lot well not a lot but i have fans of my twitter because i'm very honest about Mm -hmm. the la comedy scene and the phoniness and the bullshit and uh i thought you were a a fan, I guess. And then you were like, No, I'm a comic too. And then you said you did porn.
1: Yeah, I just got it all out there like right at the beginning like that's my pitch when I meet people that I like. I'm like, oh hey, by the way, I, I do this. Yeah.
0: Because you look like you would be uh part of the, the I guess the fetish of really young looking girls. Is that correct?
1: I mean I used to be when I started, but I'm twenty six. Um
0: but you look like you could. If you told me you were fifteen, I'd be like, I mean, yeah.
1: Right. I mean, I also dress like Dennis the Menace, so like I get it. Like I don't like, but um, no. A lot of the like really young teeny bopper sites, like you actually have to be eighteen.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they don't
1: just like want you to look eighteen.
0: Because back in my day, uh, in I don't know when my day was, but uh, in the seventies, obviously, uh, Tracy mm-hmm. Lords, mm-hmm. who was. Uh, as young as they say 14, uh, but she lied and said she was 18. Uh, So I think when she uh, maybe opened the door for that fetish of like really, really young looking girls, it created a whole genre. I
1: mean, a whole part of that too is because of like tube sites, like Pornhub, like that's really what changed it to make it such extremes where you're either like a MILF or a teen.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just making sure we're recording I, I've had had one episode where I thought I pressed all the buttons and, and then it wasn't Yep. we did like a two-hour episode it was one of the best episodes ever with mm-hmm. the great Doug Fager who's a very funny comic and as I got up to say Doug give us mm-hmm. your plugs I look and <laughs> nothing not. was recording so I uh, don't mind me if I've I look.
1: made a porno where I forgot to turn the camera on before so imagine how disappointing that was
0: I don't know what I want to talk with you uh, first about but porn because I really um, I just never uh, myself uh, liked watching porn uh, of any yeah it's uh, women are beautiful you're very pretty but I don't want to and I guess I could use this language in front of you. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to see a girl's pussy after it's been pounded by Lexington Steel <laughs> uh, or uh, Cal Jammer. These are for you older people who listen <laughs> or, you know, TT Boy or uh, Mr. Marcus.
1: So you were uh, a little into, I mean, you I'm got the names down. Yeah.
0: With, I don't know very many uh, of the female performers. Like mm-hmm. uh, Chandler is always mentioning uh, Riley Reed.
1: Oh yeah, I know her. We should have the same makeup artist.
0: See, I would not know Riley Reed if she was in this house right now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just more obsessed with the guys because, like, the pressure they must be under to maintain yeah. a boner.
1: it's huge. I mean, like, I always... Cause, and they also make, like... We, like, the female talent usually makes twice what the male talent makes for the same scene. And they work way harder.
0: Well, because I imagine no... Porn, and I'm asking you yeah. this, not telling... Uh, I would imagine very few women watch porn for uh, to see Lexington Steele's gigantic dick.
1: Some ladies do. There's some like female porn super fans of like male uh, porn stars. Yeah. It's like a very funny little subculture. I think they're on Reddit and they like talk about them. Like it's the same as like a One Direction fandom, but for middle aged women that like male porn stars. But
0: like the majority of. Uh porn watchers am i wrong and so
1: dudes uh, looking at the girl but,
0: but even a, a woman i think appreciates a full or, or a, a beautiful woman like yeah even if they're straight it's like oh wow that girl's hot
1: yeah. for sure you know like jenna
0: I, jameson yeah like, totally. like in her prime
1: yeah <laughs> like in her prime before like well
0: i i mean now to me she looks like brett michaels from poison <laughs> uh you know <laughs> i just i've never seen a case of plastic surgery helping someone's looks
1: yeah i mean that's uh, that's a fairly common thing too like that obviously happens like you turn they're kind of like you turn 29 and they're like oh you're your mouth now you should go get your tits done like
0: like, do you get you know i I would imagine the pressure like uh, have you ever been told you need to get your tits done
1: no But But you're
0: a smaller girl. I'm
1: small and I'm like, and I'm kind of like gymnastics. I'm like, like, no, I'm like Sean Johnson light. Like I'm like small and must like athletic. Right. So that's like where I get, it's the same as like any other kind of Hollywood. Like that's where I get cast. So they don't, there's not a huge thing for huge boobs there. Right. So that's just like my body type. Porn's actually like way more body type diverse than most people think.
0: Like, what, what are the, like, there's, like, your athletic, almost gy- gymnast-like mm-hmm, vibe, yeah. and then mm-hmm. w- what's the- There's, like,
1: the really tiny girls that look like little ballerinas that they're just going to blow away, and then you have, like, the MILFs with the huge tits and the lip drop. Like, there's tons of different, there's tall girls, leggy girls, short girls, like, there's just, I mean, everybody's into something, like, their own thing, right? and so there, we have to cater to the entire market. So there's like BBW porn, obviously, like there's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I get what. what's like the most popular. Uh, I mean, what's like the it thing right now?
1: Like, uh, well, right now, everyone has to do it from home. And like, we're very close to a global porn shortage, just like in case anyone's wondering, like the studios are pretty much out of movies that they've shot. So, there- so like it's all gonna be like online content, like home content, the same as like comedy or anything else. Like we can't make new ones right now. So.
0: Well, I mean, online comedy is horrific. <laughs> I don't know what online.
1: Uh, <laughs> online porn is a little better.
0: <laughs> but do but do you like uh, call up a porn? Like, do you do girl girl or mm-hmm, what's your thing? Yeah,
1: I mean, I do. Well, so like I do OnlyFans right now. So that's like my big thing.
0: What's that? I have no idea. what you're
1: Oh, OK, because it's been like really viral. Well, you're on Twitter all the time. It's been I super mean, viral lately.
0: Chandler uh, tells me about OnlyFans. Yeah. Like Instagram models are now going naked. Yeah, or, or that's what it
1: is. It's so like a private Instagram feed. It's like a subscription and they pay like a certain amount per month. And you put up it's like Instagram quality content, like short little videos and pictures and stuff.
0: So like on your Instagram and Twitter... Uh, you you might post a, a fairly provocative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like going like this. Yeah, of course, yeah. No uh, video, so but like holding up your boobs, like the Janet mm-hmm. Jackson album cover, but on
1: OnlyFans, I would take my hands whatever. off the boob. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, mm-hmm.
0: Show whatever else. So. Yeah, and and fan. It's like Patreon for podcasts. Yeah,
1: like, mm-hmm. and, fans can message you. Like you can do live shows. Like I do a live show like once a week usually. Um... Where I just get drunk and I like talk about the news or whatever naked. It's fun. They like it. They interact.
0: And and bands. Because uh, I mean, I remember once I did a podcast with Brian Redband. who's yeah. like the king of podcasts. You know, he started Rogan. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that created a whole genre of uh, successful podcasts. <laughs> he, he, We did a podcast and in the background he had My Free Cams. yeah. And like you pay tokens yeah. to these girls. Oh, take off your top for five tokens. I don't know what it was. I was so horrified. I was like, I literally put my back to the, of course, Red Band has the super high-depth digital uh, <laughs> that made me feel like I was in the fucking room with the girl. That's
1: was hilarious. Uh,
0: well, it's just too graphic for me. Like, yeah.
1: No, a lot of the stuff I post on there is actually not, like I post my stand-up on there normally. Like all because I film myself anyways if I'm at a mic, like I want to see how it's gonna go. And then like I started asking because my fans know I do stand up too. And they're like, Yeah, we want to see that. So that's like my number one requested like OnlyFans thing is just clips of me from open mics. With your
0: clothes on. Yeah.
1: Just like my normal set.
0: Now who's creepier, comics or people in the porn business?
1: Uh I think it's a pretty even split. Like there's equally creepy people in both comics tend to be a little smarter than people in the porn business.
0: But I would imagine most comics, because uh, the the few girls I know who are in porn, they're mm-hmm. not whores. Like no, uh-uh. they're like it's a job. Yeah. I do it and I have a boyfriend yeah. or a girlfriend. Or
1: you have, I mean, there's crappy people in every kind of industry. I don't think porn is worse than anything else. Honestly, it's I've been less sexually harassed at that job than any other job I've ever had. So.
0: Which is crazy. Cause it's crazy. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm going to throw some random just artifacts mm-hmm. at you. Like, I was reading an article on James Dean.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a good friend of mine.
0: Uh, see, that? that's the thing. Like, I feel awful Then what I'm about to ask. Uh, um, because he was um, accused yeah. of uh, essentially, uh, I guess, raping in, in terms of this uh, particular uh, girl. Uh, yeah. And I, it's like. I, I think I made a joke about not the rape or, yeah. or alleged rape. I don't want to get sued by James Dean.
1: He um, won't. I try He's a really lovely guy. Honestly,
0: but like, how do you in the in the porn world like a, a Me Too or a, a sexual assault allegation must be beyond <laughs> hard to uh,
1: prove. I mean, you know, like, you'd be kind of surprised, like, usually when that kind of stuff, because it does come out, like, usually, like, once every six months or whatever, and it always will pop off on Twitter. Like, so-and-so's an asshole, so-and-so did this, blah, 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 blah. And, like, a lot of them are legit, but people just stop hiring that guy. Like, there's a thousand guys that want to do porn. Really?
0: There's that many? Yeah,
1: and there's always new people that want to try, and they usually, most porn sites work with the same, like five to 10 male talent all the time anyways
0: because they're reliable
1: yeah because they're reliable and they and also too it's just like with porn now especially studio porn like studio porn in 2020 is like it's such an anachronistic thing (laughs) like
0: Like, what do you mean like it just
1: doesn't need to like i think coming out of this like pandemic it's the like landscape of that industry is going to look a lot different but right now it's like those movies cost so much to make there's so many like crew and directors and camera and editors and talent and location and makeup like blah 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 like you can't it's like twelve thousand dollars a day and i can shoot the same amount of content in my closet on my iphone from home and make the same amount of money
0: like we could take, uh, you know i'm a yeah. taking man but like <laughs> let's just say uh we were I had a couple cameras lined up. Yeah. Like, hey, we we could probably do a porn run. That is
1: literally the production value. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I, and, you know, Chandler's going to hear this. So, Chandler, this is just an (laughs) example. Uh, Because you're nice enough to uh, come over to my house. We don't really know each other. I I don't want to like make you feel uncomfortable. But I'm like, in a technical sense, if I had a camera where that TV is and I just ran over, hit record, and we did a, a scene. Yeah. That could be uh that could make money.
1: That's the way I make all my money. That's all I like I just have my friends over, like James included, he and I are tight, and I'll just be like, Hey, what are you doing on Thursday? And come fuck my ass. And he's like, Yeah, sure, I'll come over at two. And then he comes over and we bang and we just put the camera down and like we laugh and have lunch and hang out and it's fun. And yeah. And then I just clip it into five minute segments and sell it on the internet.
0: Cause I was watching uh That Netflix documentary on the bookstore down the street. I just
1: watched that too. I loved it.
0: Circus of Books. Uh, And I... I mean, in some ways, I felt bad for them mm-hmm. uh, because uh, obviously, now, like you said, free yeah. sites on the internet. I, what are the free sites? And I'm not trying to get you to go to these <laughs> sites. I don't get. That. Well, it's almost like, like
1: a split, like the way that it. So there's tube sites, like, like Red, porn, like Pornhub it? or RedTube. Like, okay, 80% of tube sites on the internet are owned by one company. There's a, like a conglomerate. Yeah, it's called MindGeek. They own Pornhub okay. and browsers and like and RedTube and a bunch of other stuff. Um and I've worked for them and always had a good experience. Um they're primarily a tech company. They're not really a porn company. They contract out with directors in Los Angeles to make their porn or in Miami. Um so you can put stuff on there for free because that's kind of how your like ranking and your brand goes up, right? Like if you're in the top like 100 on Pornhub
0: of like views, that, I mean I mean every- they
1: rank us all, So It's like a so it says on your profile
0: but how, what's the ranking based on? Just number of views? Yeah,
1: I like number of views per, it's like views per month or something.
0: And like I felt bad for this older couple yeah. that like owns the bookstore. Clearly they didn't uh, look into the future and, and see like-
1: Nobody group. did. So like the whole, and there's a really good podcast about this too. It's called The Butterfly Effect by John Ronson. And that's what he looks at is like the invention of Pornhub. Because it happened in 2008 and it just like radically changed the entire industry. Um, So now because there's so much free porn, you have to like, we ha- now have to put the same amount of like effort into like building our brand and like cultivating our specific fans. And so it's almost like studio porn now is like, like the way I view it is as promotion for my content. Because if I shoot for something like reality Kings or like browsers and it's on the front page Pornhub, a ton of people are going to, Right. Find me and hopefully a bunch of them will subscribe to my OnlyFans.
0: And then you have a website uh, mm-hmm. which will plug, uh, you know, at the appropriate time of like T-shirts and like... Uh, I'm
1: working on one right now and I was planning to launch it before we all went into quarantine. And this has like sapped all of my <laughs> drive. But it's soon. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be up soon.
0: And like... Like what? What's the next thing in porn? Like with free content, you have to be very creative mm-hmm. in terms of how to monetize. On uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, are you guys? And I say you guys like the industry going. Okay, what's after free porn? What What could take money out of our pocket now?
1: I mean, for us, it's the like it's our own content, so the stuff that we're making ourselves, and to a point where like someone like Riley Reed like Riley Reed herself as her company has her own site hires her own camera crews and like makes her own professional porn movies that she sells herself there's no middleman she's not working for anyone else
0: so there's no vivid
1: no like, there's no her. vivid is owned by there's one other like there's a big conglomerate of sites not porn not free sites but that actually make the porn and it's called um, adult time and vivid is under their umbrella now they got bought last year
0: so like, there's have, like
1: three porn companies.
0: <laughs> what is it? There's vivid.
1: No, like, I mean, in all, like oh, for oh. the entire industry, there's a bunch of different sites, but basically like three companies control all of the porn you see.
0: So like when you do your own, uh, films and, and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the Mr. Dean and, and, uh, Riley Reed does her mm-hmm. things. Like what, uh, I mean, do you guys test each other and like, Oh yeah. So the in whole
1: industry, we have a thing. Uh, so, we have a, it's called a PASS system and it's set up through the Free Speech Coalition, which is our like, organi- like it's our trade industry, um, industry trade organization. <laughs> and uh, so it's basically like a private database that we only, we can access. You have to sign up when you become an adult performer. Um, but we all get a full panel test every two weeks and we can't work without it. So we actually have like an app on our phone. We can show each other and then we can look each other up and pass to verify it, that it wasn't like faked.
0: Because I watched that, uh, not to take yeah. it to a sad but, uh that uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Mark Wallace was uh, Patient Zero. I think it was called Patient Zero. Okay. Where, where he uh, spread uh you know hiv to okay. people knowingly and uh he was still in denial and
1: oh i haven't seen this uh,
0: oh i mean let me tell you uh yeah. the certain porn documentaries after about 20 <laughs> minutes or just
1: is, oh a lot of them are yeah
0: but like this one in particular because uh there's a few girls who ended up getting hiv through him yeah but they only worked with him once yeah so they literally show you the scene yeah and it, it was like, you know, I watched a lot of documentaries, uh, Vietnam War, The, yeah. the Mob. Uh,
1: I'm a big documentary person myself. I like the, Yeah.
0: And I probably literally, I mean, I'm double your age. So I've seen probably a thousand documentaries of all sorts. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten the chills. Like they literally show the scene where the girl.
1: Oh, that was uh, crazy.
0: And, and then they cut to him. He's like, I don't have it. Now, he's still to this day. He's like, I don't have it. And you know, it's false tests, and like it's the wrong Mark Wallace. And it was just like, what, dude? Come on. There like, are
1: people that will try to. So, we haven't had an HIV infection in the porn industry in the US since I think like 2006. It's been a while because of our protocol. There was one in Europe last year, um, and it was a really well known male performer that tested positive um once you test positive for hiv even if you take antiretrovirals afterwards that like lower your antibodies to zero you're not allowed in pass so if if you test positive for it once you're done
0: right yeah. i mean mm-hmm. i know there was uh i want to say mr marcus yeah uh, some performer a while back went to like uh a south american city and mm-hmm. i think Slept with a, a transsexual mm-hmm. and, and got something from them. Yeah. The same story came back and mm-hmm. might have infected some people. And-
1: a lot of it comes down to because I mean, like, we have total control over who we work with as well. So, like, and at this point, like especially in my career, like and this is kind of like a, a cool privilege that I get to do, but I did I like yeah. um, but like I only work with my friends. Like I work with people that I know and trust and like and I believe their tests. And I know that they're not because there are people that like because you could go get a test today. Right. And get the results back tomorrow and then go, you know, bang someone with no protection at right. a club and, you know, contract something. But you would still have a clean test. Right. So I only work with the people who I like actually who are actually in my life as my friends. I know them and I know they're not out doing that.
0: Is it true that uh, most people, uh, girls, don't want to work with Ron Jeremy anymore?
1: Yeah, Ron Jeremy doesn't really work anymore. He's not allowed at ABN. <laughs> I, uh, I opened for him for a comedy show during ABN.
0: Oh, recently?
1: Uh, yeah. He's not allowed at the actual convention, but he was at the show. He was really nice. Um, it He's was him great. And Evan Stone was um, MCing, and it was really fun, and they had invited me to do it. It was like my first paid comedy gig ever. And I was so stoked. And uh, I was the youngest person there by like 20 or 30 years easily. Yeah. I mean, and, I was just like, and I was like very, very nervous, like in the corner trying to like, but it went really well. It was super fun. So I was actually supposed to go back and do another show there in a couple weeks, but I um, would think you not.
0: Uh, would be a natural at hosting it. Like mm-hmm.
1: I hosted at the comedy store for like six months. It was really fun.
0: Because I know like Kate Quigley, she hosted mm-hmm. one year, my uh, friend Danielle Stewart uh, a couple of years back.
1: To, oh, at uh, the awards.
0: Yeah, the uh, you know, uh, I mean that's a tough gig. I right?
1: I had brought it up to them because a lot of I have several good friends at Avn, like the magazine. They're really cool. They throw us like parties at their office and stuff for industry people, and like sometimes we go to lunch. Like there's a bunch of cool people that work there. So I put it in their ear last year. I was like, hey, be really cool if I could maybe. And they're like, okay, maybe next year. So
0: have you sure. ever been nominated?
1: Yeah, I've what? been nominated twice
0: for wh- or three I- times, three times. Yeah, for what?
1: I was nominated in 2019 for Most Outrageous Sex Scene.
0: Now I'm almost scared to, because <laughs> uh, like
1: I said that on the red carpet, because the lady asked me that, and I was like, yeah, Most Outrageous, she's like, are you sure? And I was like, thanks, bitch, yeah. Well, I'm so
0: fascinated by some of, like, I know they had one for best acting, like Mm -hmm. best actualized. Like, come on, man. It's like, this is really, like, come on.
1: There's a couple, and, like, there are a couple companies that do the really, like, narrative-driven, like, some of them look like movies. And, like, there are some people who I would say are very good actors and actresses and more but they also like actively chose to go that route in their career like i prefer doing gonzo gonzo's easier it's fun now what's gonzo gonzo's like the really bright costumes there's no acting you're just like dressed up in an insane outfit with tons of makeup and you're like fuck my ass and it takes way less time than doing dialogue
0: now i've noticed you've said fuck my ass twice is anal your thing
1: i do a lot of anal yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this might be a four-hour podcast because <laughs> like uh,
1: i'm good at it and if you're good at, but something, how are you good
0: at it oh i agree if you're good at something do
1: <laughs> it don't uh, do it for free
0: but oh no you yeah. shouldn't do anything for free especially <laughs> anal uh yeah. like i mean i i guess that's a genre i mean yeah. I, I, you know uh
1: i mean it's a like most people end up doing it at some point like there are performers that never do it's just not their thing and that's fine you don't have to i genuinely enjoy it that's why i started doing it
0: but I mean, with the size of some of those dongs, uh, like I can, I'll go back to Lexington Steel, uh, whose Twitter handle is Lex11 for yeah. a reason. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that going inside your...
1: I actually worked with Dredd a couple of months ago before this started. Um and who's that? Big. He's a little bigger than Lexington. Yeah. And we were in like... He's a wonderful guy, like lovely, lovely person. Of course, he is.
0: He is a twelve-inch <laughs> dick.
1: He like likes to go for nature walks and look at the birds, and he's just this huge dude. Is he
0: black or white? He's black.
1: Yeah, okay, he's this course. massive, like scary-looking dude, and just the nicest person. But um, we were shooting content together, and we had like the iPad. It was the same kind of iPad up, and I could see it. Right. Like for, like, I could like, I had this moment in my head where I was like, "This is what it's like when people watch the footage of their own colonoscopy." Oh my god <laughs> I don't want to know this about myself so I'm not gonna look at the camera anymore um but it was really fun like how do you like I guess uh
0: for lack of a better word warm up
1: uh and lots of stretching lots of lube you know your body holds a muscle it's like anything else
0: but doesn't like the, is, does he go all the way in mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it, well I, I mean hey to each their own
1: you know it, like if I don't know man. I enjoy it, and it's, yeah.
0: Uh, and is uh, what's the deal with condoms and porn?
1: Uh, so because we have our testing protocols like that, um, we generally don't use condoms. You're always offered a condom on the set if you want, and we usually videotape that. Like, there's a consent interview at first, and they're like, we're offering you condoms. Would you like to or no? And you can say yes or no, but generally you don't um because everyone is tested all the time and it is like a really small insular circle of people like actually when you use condoms they can cause micro tears um
0: well i would imagine if you have a 12 inch dick uh first of all what size is that guy wearing a trash bag
1: i know right
0: but i mean a magnum like i wear magnums i don't say that to impress you after what did you know
1: that magnums are actually smaller than normal condoms
0: well, like I said, I don't wear magnums. <laughs>
1: uh, I think they're the same size, actually, but they are not bigger. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it's a marketing thing.
0: But what's it's the really biggest, effective? Like, what condoms are like Lexington Steel, and and like people of his, uh, if they do wear them.
1: Um, I think they just use like I'm trying to think of when, because I've never been on a set where we used a condom. Um, for that, like for sex, the only time we use them to cover sex toys sometimes for BDSM, but we just use normal ones
0: um and like, do you have a are you a a taken woman right now
1: no I'm very single Uh,
0: are are you straight (laughs) or bi or what
1: uh I'm bi I kind of so I'm a very like I'm not like a casual dater like I've never really been into that and I kind of like I joke about this and it's like part of my set but it's not totally untrue and that like I'm really bad at getting laid in the wild (laughs) Like, there's a part of me that does porn because I really like having that kind of just like insane, crazy sex, but I don't like dating. And when I eventually like meet someone, want to settle down, I will. But right now, this is like, cool. It checks off that box and I get paid for it. So, you know.
0: Well, that's why I was kind of leading into was like I had a friend of mine. He's a very Mm -hmm. famous musician. Mm -hmm. uh, And he... Met this uh, porn star and he, he was really in love with her. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, you know, he's been a famous musician for thirty years, so yeah. he, he's so does Oates. And oh, uh, I
1: wonder if I know who this is. Uh,
0: you might. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, tell I, I me off blow air. Blow up the guy's yeah. spot. Uh but I'm he, almost
1: positive I know who this is.
0: I mean, he, well, I'm I, I'm sure it could be any <laughs> number of musicians, but uh, he was really in love with this yeah. girl. But he was kind of uh, in his own way complaining to me that. You know, she's, a, you know, gets fucked basically five days a week. Mm-hmm. And when, when they hang out, she just wants to kind of like cuddle. Yeah. And like, he, I'm sure he saw her, her films and was like, I gotta fucking do that with her. And then she's like, you know. I'm-.
1: I mean, it's work, right? It's like a job. And like, you definitely like also a lot of those things like you shouldn't do them at home. They don't feel good. They look really cool. Like they're fun to watch, but nobody should like be doing pile driver in their own home. Like it's pointless. It doesn't feel good for anybody. No right. one's getting off.
0: Well, I mean, it's I, difficult.
1: It's like sexual gymnastics.
0: well, that was like uh, another question I had was like, okay, you're sleeping with guys who I would say probably are you doing scenes with guys who who, you know, let's just say nine to twelve inch plus dongs? <laughs> And you meet a guy, I don't know, at the comedy store or show and and he's got like a six or seven inch or like. like That's
1: fine. That doesn't bother. Honestly, like a lot of those dicks, like that's part of why I like anal too. Like if you're fucking a guy with a dick that big in your pussy, like that's going to hurt way more. That shit doesn't feel good. It feels like you're at work. Like I'm perfectly happy with a nice like average size dog at home.
0: Well, yeah, but what's yeah. an average size don to you? It's like... Uh, like,
1: six inches is fine with me. Right. Yeah, it's like five, six inches is fine. I want to be able to go to work the next day.
0: And like, can, can you, like... Uh, like, have you ever gone on a date with a guy or a girl mm-hmm. uh, and they, like, ask you about your day and you did, you did like, some wild, game, you know, fucking gangbang or whatever, and it's like, well, uh, you know, I got fucked by five guys. Uh, how was your day, Jim?
1: I went to... Um, <laughs> i the only time i did a gangbang when it was last minute too it was for like kink.com and i had tickets to see jim jeffries that night right. um because one of my friends works at the roxy he does security at roxy and they were doing um goddamn comedy jam that night and he was like hey like i can get you two tickets i was like that's awesome i wasn't planning on working that day my agent called me at like 7 a.m he's like you do a five guy anal gangbang in like an hour and i was like yeah i'll be there cool So, I like went and did that. It was really fun. And uh, Tommy Pistol was in it, who's he also does like comedy and horror movies and stuff. He's hilarious. Yeah. Super fun guy. We're good friends. And so we're like on set and we're all kind of chilling. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Jim Jeffries after this. And he's like, what? He's like, you just want to come? So we went on a date to see Jim (laughs) Jeffries, like a friend day afterwards. It was fun after we did a gangbang.
0: Do they, do you date each other? Like,
1: some of them do. A lot of them do. I don't, but like
0: it's like comics dating each other most of the time it's in disaster
1: like sometimes it works out and i know people like that have great like marriages and relationships and they are both in porn or one is or whatever like it takes a specific kind of person i am not that kind of person like i dated someone for a while last year and um guy guy yeah it was really good experience because it was like okay actually like it just made me realize that like right now I do want to focus on work and I love my career and where it's going and I worked hard for it. But like in a few years, if I do like want a date, like I'm going to be done with this. Like I won't be, or I'll be doing my own content. Like I don't, I'm a pretty monogamous person. It's so weird. Right. Like, yeah. like Nina Harley, she's more behind the camera. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'll move into, I mean, I also write and I do comedy, so I'll probably move more in towards that. And you know, yeah but yeah. yeah i don't think dating during this for me would be like a good choice
0: do you find uh when you're doing comedy and, and guys specifically find out what you do as a day job does it uh does it make it harder to be seen as funny when they're like oh we just want to see her naked <laughs> uh.
1: i don't think so like it never has for me it's kind of like a i sort of look at it as something i kind of like have to overcome a little bit more so with like audiences or with um like no one who's ever like booked me on a show or like who i would consider like a co-worker like anyone i've worked with has ever like kind of been that way with me right everyone's always been really cool and nice and like there's always a couple but usually like i mean most comics you know this are socially awkward and they're animals they're, they're very yeah like they don't know how to talk to women anyways and so they'll get kind of, like, cute and shy and, like, there's certain places I don't go with other guys because, like, we can't go there. All the door guys are in love with me. We have to, like, oh, yeah. yeah, you can't come to open mic. Like, all these dudes are super into me.
0: You must be talking about the comedy store. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's primarily <laughs> male door guys. It's yeah, yeah. So hard to figure out, uh, you know... Uh, but like, where do you, where do you go? Because I've never seen yeah. you perform. Like, but that you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm one person. <laughs> like, I I can't be everywhere.
1: I did a show um at the Comedy Store for like six months last year in the Belly Room, which was really fun, and that was how I like started doing stand up.
0: Yeah, what made you uh, Because we all have different yeah. paths. So like, what? Because uh, you you had done porn for a while, and then
1: I done porn for like about a year. So not super long. I worked behind the scenes in porn. That was my first job for the first year I was in the industry. I was like a PA and I held the camera and stuff for a BDSM porn site up in Portland. Um, And so I did that and then I moved down to LA and I was performing full time and I'd like always wanted to do comedy, but I grew up in like rural Colorado. Like my family are not Hollywood people. It was something that was like so far removed from like my reality that it wasn't even like worth trying um and then i had done someone's podcast like a friend of a friend who was doing that show um and he was like hey you're really funny and if you can do five minutes like you can open my show and so it was like awesome like that sounds amazing so i was gonna do it and then i had actually booked i finally because i had sold my first anal scene like your firsts you know what i mean you, How sell, do you for, sell
0: an anal scene
1: takes fucking forever it took like four a months a yeah um yeah, I took like months. My agent had to contact in them and there was like this whole thing. I had to go in for go sees a couple of times and like it finally got booked. It's really hard to sell anything at a premium in porn anymore because so much of it's free. Right. But generally speaking, you want to get a little bit more money and like cash in on that. So it got booked finally and it ended up getting booked for the day after when that show was supposed to be.
0: Okay. I was like, Fuck.
1: So I had to call him. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, if the offer still stands next month, I would still love to do it. But and he was like, you know, don't worry about it. And so then, like, the show is a Saturday night. It was, like, Thursday. And they called me. And the director had canceled that scene because he said he didn't like my face.
0: For an anal scene.
1: I Right? I feel like my face wasn't the focal point. But.
0: Well, I mean, like, he didn't think.
1: Yeah, he didn't think. Like, he said, I don't like her face. And I don't think she's pretty enough to be on my site. That, like, that was what he said.
0: And how did you take
1: that? I, I mean, oh, I ran around my house screaming for like 15 minutes. I was super, it was the end of the month too. It was my rent. So I was like, well fucked, like really like, and like, I normally don't get like, I'm a pretty level headed solution oriented right. person, but I was pissed. And so like, after I screamed, I like kind of sat down and was like, okay, so I called my buddy and was like, can I still you your show? I'm free. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, so I wrote this. I got really drunk and I called my mom, which I never do. And I cried. And then I like wrote this set and it went really, really well. And I got to do a show for like five months.
0: And I mean, do your parents know what you are? Mm-hmm. Are both your parents alive? Yes. And and so they know you're into uh, adult films. Yeah. And I'm assuming being from Colorado, that it's a fairly conservative group uh, out there.
1: I mean, I grew up outside of Boulder, which is pretty liberal, but my family is pretty conservative and not. Yeah.
0: Did they try and talk you out of it? All the
1: time. My parents genuinely believe that I am mentally insane. And like, just because I do my job. Like, just because that is my job. Uh, Well, It's a very weird worldview.
0: Well, you know, it's a... a, Porn is very similar, I would imagine, to comedy. Like, it's a great business, but it's Mm -hmm. a sad business. Uh, Yeah,
1: it's tough. It's competitive. It's frustrating. It's not fair. There's
0: a lot of... uh, You know, pressure to, I guess, Mm -hmm. look young. Yeah,
1: to look young or look good or, you know, be like, because even like you're an entertainer, like, you know, people like want you to be bubbly or have this persona or whatever. Like, it's the same with comedy. Like, you just, you know, put your best face forward. It's the same. It's really the same as any other kind of entertainment. Right. People just don't see it that way.
0: But I would imagine the pressure to, uh, you know, I've had like porn producers uh that i'm friends with and we're just talking like, well, dude no one wants to jack off to the same girl so you gotta And it's like you know dude that's someone's daughter right like... but you know i i guess it's it's like action movie stars you know schwarzenegger was great for you know like a four-year period it's not like, oh, he's getting a little older now He You know, he he looks a little skinny. Let's get Van Damme in there. And then Van Damme gets old or, you know, older. And
1: And you don't want to do an Irishman where you're just like De Niro, like, kicking in the (laughs) gutter. Well, I have
0: often thought, and I mean this, it's a joke I do, and I'm not doing bits to you. But, like, they did that uh, de-aging process in The Irishman Mm -hmm. where uh, De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci all looked literally like they did in the 70s. Uh, is that technology like available in porn for like Seika, who's like an old school, like you know, like seventies porn star who probably looks a little rough right now, <laughs> but like or, or Ron Jeremy, you right. know, like he wasn't a horrible looking guy in the seventies. No, he wasn't. You know, he had like a I don't yeah. know if he worked out, but he he had like a, a regular body. Yeah, like it does that technology exist where you could call up Seika and Ron and Maybe Harry Reams, who I think is selling real estate in <laughs> Vegas. Why I know that, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Did you watch After Porn Ends?
0: I watched both. There's, uh, there's two. There's three. Oh, I didn't see the yeah, third one. Yeah, there's a new
1: one. And like all my friends are in the new one, which is really cool because it's all like people that I know because it's the like crowd now that's in porn.
0: Well, I um, I mean, it c- could they do a porn with like older, uh, you know, like a Tom Byron? That'd be really cool. You know, where you could like. I mean, I don't know if guys would have to take Viagra and like I'm assuming Tom Byron's.
1: I would assume they probably do that anyways. That's not an uncommon thing on porn sets. Because the pressure. Let's get
0: back to that. We're going to talk comedy, too. I don't want you to think I just came. (laughs) But I am like I don't watch porn. It's like uh, it's just not my thing.
1: I don't watch it anymore either. Like I used I never watched it a lot. Like I liked specific stuff, but I don't really watch it at all anymore because like I know everyone in it. It's just weird.
0: Right, I could see that yeah. being problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like uh, how, I imagine older porn stars have to take Viagra. I mean, the pressure on a dude.
1: Most male performers take something. Or they, if they don't take it every time, they have it in their bag.
0: Other than Viagra's or something else. Um, yeah,
1: there's this thing called Cabajet, which is usually used more on gay porn sets. What, what, than What is a, that? It's an injection of formaldehyde into your wiener oh <laughs> just God. let that land
0: well no i just found out my favorite wrestler of all time is deceased of course uh his name was rick yeah. rude and, and toward the end of his life uh, and he was only 40 when he died Oh, exactly. this guy had like the i mean yeah. i'm as straight as you can get but mm-hmm. this guy's body was like fucking <laughs> phenomenal uh and he's who i based my roast battle character on uh but i guess he might've taken some steroids and stuff yeah. and his PP wasn't working like it used to. So he injected Viagra right into his dick. Like this guy was like, Fuck it. I'm forget the bloodstream. It's going right in there. And I guess his balls blew up or something Ew. and they had to like cut him off and he, he killed himself. Cause he, he, you know,
1: uh, yeah, there's some very serious side effects of injecting anything in your penis. I don't recommend it. Um, I like, I know that I've seen people do it um i won't name any it's a weird thing to see
0: but i mean i i would imagine the 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 pressure of the mail is Mm -hmm. okay you're coming at five minutes and seven seconds into this scene not five minutes and 20 seconds like 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 how how do they uh do that like basically come on command because time is money
1: yeah so it's kind of a so usually you go through and like if you watch like obviously I know you don't watch porn, but if you do watch it, like there's usually like four or five positions. And so they move through those. So it'll be like this one and then like missionary to doggy to standing, whatever, blah, blah. blah. And so once they get all of the footage that they need, like for the scene, um, the director will usually just make a little like kind of like we can like, wrap it up. Yeah, like any whenever you're ready kind of thing. And then usually they'll cut for a minute. Like you'll kinda get down or whatever. Like um and the guy will do whatever. Like, sometimes he just needs to fuck for a minute longer. Sometimes he just jacks himself off. Sometimes it takes fucking forever, and then that's really uncomfortable.
0: Because, like, I imagine he's... the He's you're stressed out, to come. and I'm
1: annoyed because I'm, like, sweaty and hot and gross. And, like, I want to go shower and go home and eat. Like, and all, like, the camera crews all... And you, you're trying to be so nice, too, right? Because, like, I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings, especially because that's going to make it take longer. And so right. kind of you have to like, I'll usually just think like, Hey, like, do you want my help? Like, is there something, right? is there a particular way you like your ball sack pinched? Because like everyone has a tell, right? Yeah. There's one guy that rubs his tummy when he comes. I don't know why.
0: Kamala. No, I'm just kidding. That's the wrestler who <laughs> rub his tummy.
1: No, he'll be like jacking off and just like rubbing his tummy. Right. It's very, I don't know why, but it works. But like I'll ask and then sometimes they'll say no and they'll just go to the bathroom and or they'll stay ideally they stay there and we just finish
0: and do you tell them hey if you're gonna come or i guess that you know they're gonna come at some point uh face stomach
1: you usually talk about that before because sometimes it'll be a scene that has to have like a facial
0: oh okay Mm
1: -hmm. so um usually that's discussed before but if it doesn't i'm always like oh my god you should come my tits because then my makeup doesn't get ruined and i can right yeah because then i can go home and use the nice like professional makeup to film my own content it saves time and money
0: (laughs) well that's gotta be a horrible job to be the makeup girl i'm sure it could be a guy uh like you know i know like you know i'm friends with some of the people in alice cooper's band and they Mm -hmm. all wear makeup to, to varying degrees and you know they have a person who after the show what like yeah. cleans them up and, and kiss obviously they do it <laughs> but i is it like do you have to use some i mean what gets semen out of your like like you're wearing high end makeup you know mm-hmm. uh, ysl uh you know sephora stuff yeah. and then some guys load like do you just use regular makeup wipes
1: yeah i mean i use yeah makeup wipes baby wipes whatever i usually use vitamin e oil to get it all off cuz a lot of times especially if we're doing um like, if the lights are really bright or if we're doing, like, red carpets, you end up wearing, like, that really thick. I mean, it's stage makeup. Right. So, that shit's hard to get off anyways. So, I usually use, like, oil or whatever. I always, I just shower, typically. If my makeup, if anyone's come on my face, I'm just going to get, I shower on set before I go home.
0: <laughs> well, that might be yeah. the teaser for this episode. Uh, <laughs> and, like, what do you find harder? Because stand-up can be an incredibly frightening uh, yeah. You know, you're isolated, you're alone up there. Uh, you know, if it goes bad, there's, there's really no one to blame <laughs> mm-hmm. but you. Uh, but in, you know, porn, I imagine you could blame the partner or <laughs> partners. Uh, like, what do you find more stressful in terms of the actual performance?
1: Um, I don't really find either of them stressful. Like, I love being in front of a crowd. Like, I have since I was little. Like, I love talking to an audience. Like, I just love it. Like when I was a little kid, I would volunteer to do like all the readings at church just because, like, I got a real kick out of it.
0: Are you Catholic?
1: Yeah, I grew oh. up super Catholic. Yeah.
0: And how does your career, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I was an altar boy. Yeah, for, me you know, too. It was a wild west, uh, you know, with all the uh, shenanigans at the Catholic churches. I wasn't molested. Yeah, n- I,
1: neither was I. But I feel like I have to pa- add that caveat whenever I tell people.
0: But, like, I would imagine the church, your your parents' friends or yeah. even your friends would be like, uh, that's, like, immoral.
1: And I was going to do, like, I've been planning some, like, Safer Rick, like, like, content for Twitter right now because I'm bored. And I was going to do one where, like, the super Christian girl I went to high school with finds out I do porn and do, like, a little character um because i thought that would be funny but yeah i mean like and my family is super catholic too like they're in the Knights of columbus and like my mom taught at school and like i look at it now and i'm like oh shit my parents are kind of in a cult like it didn't really seem that way like when i was a kid but it, to the extent that they're involved in it, it it is a little bit
0: now uh do you think your parents have ever watched one of your films
1: no, somebody linked my dad to my Twitter oh. and that was how they found out.
0: And you have some fairly, uh, you know, I went on your Twitter today, Go, you know, <laughs> a little research yeah. or whatever, and like there's nudity on your Twitter. Yeah. Like, How is that? Uh, Twitter
1: is okay. With, you can have adult content on Twitter.
0: Because that's like.
1: It does say when you go to follow me that you have to be 18.
0: But I mean, there's really no way to. No, uh,
1: but their terms and services allow for adult content. Um, Instagram does not. That's why I'm not – I had my Instagram deleted. I had, like, 50,000 followers, and I got it deleted, like, last year.
0: Because you put –
1: I didn't even put – I think I, like um, – Because their terms and services change all the time. And I think I just, like, linked to my OnlyFans or something, and you're not allowed to do that. And it was just – like, they just send you a really rude email, and you can't log in anymore. I had to, like, open a new one.
0: Well, that's what I was blown away by, uh, you know, when Chandler found out she got – Band for life.
1: Yeah. From
0: TikTok Live, it was, uh, you know, we were on a dog walk or something, and she said, Hey, uh, my arm's tired. Will you tell a story about the comedy store? Yeah. And uh, there was a night, one night at the store where uh, uh, two comics were arguing who had the bigger dick. Uh, me and Don Barris are on stage. Mm-hmm and uh don is like the ringleader of insanity he yeah can, he can, i know
1: don he's hilarious oh
0: he's the best yeah
1: he's very he's always been really really nice to me
0: well, he's very respectful yeah uh, mm-hmm. but he can get anyone to do anything and the girl there was a porn actress in the room and mm-hmm. she said well why don't you guys get on stage and i'll blow both of you and we'll see <laughs> so you cut to me and don on stage doing our music thing uh, a, a completely naked female blowing uh, two comics and uh it was like the two worlds of and first of all when me and when Donald, she
1: really did blow them
0: oh it was, it
1: was that's it, fantastic
0: it was uh like this happened probably five six years ago and my mind is still blown at uh but this was before the store was like popping like, yeah it was like in the dark era <laughs> of the store where it was funner to be up there because yeah. like comics were having sex in every room and, and like It was just complete insanity. They would have gambling parties Mm -hmm. in the main room. Uh, And uh, just the fact that, you know, this was happened Mm -hmm. was like when it started me and Don were on stage in front of maybe four people, (laughs) maybe four, halfway through what was going on, you couldn't fit another body in that original room. (laughs) And uh, the girl stayed on stage completely naked that's taking questions
1: hilarious that's awesome
0: well it was just it was in the uh, yeah. wild west days of, of the comedy <laughs> oh, store
1: with well, this body do you mind oh no it's okay. good
0: Thank you. uh we are on facebook live i should uh oh yeah look, wait
1: uh, can they see me too
0: oh yeah well they they don't want to see me oh
1: man i'm like really sweaty that's
0: no okay. it's all good uh for <laughs> it's you so facebook.
1: fucking hot in l.a right now it
0: is hot uh we have Kate kennedy uh comic and porn star yes uh, just breaking down the the two worlds, which I think are very similar.
1: They are very similar.
0: Um, you know, in terms of uh, the stress, the mm-hmm. sadness, and the happiness. The
1: lifestyle too. You spend a lot of time by you spend a lot of time by yourself. I think that's why like this doesn't bother me as much as it does some people. Like with the pandemic, because I'm used to be like sitting alone and like banging my head against the wall trying to like write something or figure something out. You know, it's a very like solitary occupation at the end of the day
0: i love it yeah. uh, in terms of the daytime I, mm-hmm, i'd be too. home yeah right now uh
1: yeah i would be home right now just hanging out and like writing something or coming up with some new idea to do yeah like do yeah podcast mm-hmm. or, or, you or know, a video uh, or whatever yeah it's fun like it's my lifestyle's really not that much different than like i think most young creative people in la well it's creative i have art. less roommates <laughs>
0: uh yeah what do you live uh, what's your living uh
1: i live alone i have a dog i have a three-legged german short-haired pointer her name is squeegee because her bad leg looks like a squeegee when she moves it up and down
0: oh so she still has it
1: yeah she's born that way it's a birth defect oh okay yeah so she actually just had surgery on one of her back legs a couple weeks ago um i fucking love this dog but she's cost me like ten thousand dollars i love her so much
0: <laughs> well that's the great thing about uh, i had yeah. a dog once that was in the hospital for a mm-hmm. month straight yeah I, I, the dog cost seven hundred dollars literally it probably spent five grand and uh she had a, like a liver thing and yeah all that uh it's amazing how much you'll spend on a dog oh
1: uh, like in a size this is her because she's has like her one front one and then the chicken wing and her back legs she had TPLO surgery like two years ago it's like a it's the doggy equivalent of like tearing your acl right and once one goes the other will go too. like it's just a time
0: compensation
1: yeah they like when they did the first one and the first one was like five grand and they did the first one they're like in a few years the other one's gonna go and it went like right my birthday was earlier this month it was the 13th and it, it went on like the 10th right and so she had to go for in for emergency surgery, which was so weird because you have to just like drop them off on the curb. You can't sure. go in.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, but she's recovering. She's doing really good. And actually, we're moving tomorrow um, to a, just a bigger unit in my building now.
0: Okay. Because my
1: OnlyFans is doing really well. I'm in the top like 1% of OnlyFans. And so, like,
0: like I, I'm not asking you how much you yeah. make, but how much could, like, if you're in the top 1%, yeah. just give me a ballpark of like,
1: um, it's, I mean, it's six figures. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> uh,
1: um, but, but a lot of it also goes out cause like I employ a lot of other people. So like I often have to pay for like makeup artists or editing. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And plus like the testing, my test is $160 every two weeks for
0: HIV or for uh, everything. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's out of pocket. Can you work with any, like, is it any disease or is it like there one? Oh, well you have herpes, but you can still work or like,
1: um, so there's not a test for herpes. Like even in general, there isn't. Right. Um, the one that they do have is like very, uh, it's, like it only has like a 70% accuracy rate. Actually, that's been brought up again because they're talking about testing for COVID um, and it has a similar accuracy rate. But um, so then, no, they test for everything. So it's like HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, hepatitis, like a bunch of kinds of hepatitis. Um, So it's basically everything. It's the gold standard. All but, of them that you can get tested for pretty much.
0: But is there one disease that you could still, let's say- You uh,
1: shouldn't. Right, so- the- I wouldn't. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I check, and that's the other thing too. Is generally speaking, we like examine each other's bodies before we work together. So, like, we'll stand naked in front of each other and like look at every inch of the other person's. And
0: how? I mean, I once had a friend who slept with a lot of women, yeah, and I'm like, and he never used condoms. And I was like, "Well, dude, aren't you worried?" He's like, "No, dude, I just look at it." Like, can you look at someone's PP? for or- certain
1: things? Like, um, you can tell like a male yeast infection. Those things are fucking gnarly. And that's on the outside of your dick. Um, and then also just like rashes or anything like because you don't want to get like ringworm or something like that too, you know.
0: Like what's uh, a male yeast infection? I didn't even know that was possible. It kind of looks
1: like athlete's foot, but it's on your dick. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: And then do you, when you find something like that, do you generally tell the guy, hey, man, tonight might not be the night <laughs> we should work together.
1: I've only had to do that one time on a set. And it was I was doing a blow bang and I felt really bad because it was like. It was a great day on set because the director is a good friend of mine and all the guys in it are, like, good friends of mine. So it was, like, hanging out with all your bros. And it was going to be a really fun day. And one of the guys was there. was a young kid. He's, like, new in the business. and he's, like, 19, 20. And uh, I'd worked with a Super nice guy. Like, good talent. And um, I we started to take pictures and I saw it. And I had to, like, pull the director aside because I don't want to, like, humiliate this kid, right? Like, it's the other thing is, too, is that, like, these are things that happen and you're not dirty or gross or wrong. You just have to go to the doctor. It's, right. it's a cream. It's not a big deal, but you don't want to humiliate someone. And, uh, so I had to go and be like, Hey, like this is the deal. And he had to pull him off set. And, um, the guy later like sent me a really long apology and was like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't know. And he genuinely didn't know, but everyone, it went well. Everyone took it well. So that was good.
0: Now for men in porn, mm-hmm. uh, even though most people tune in for the women. uh, Is there, like, an age of this guy's too old? Like, is it like...
1: I work with a lot of older guys. Like, I work with Steve Holmes all the time. I don't know if you know who he is. I
0: I do not. I know Jeff Stryker just because he's, like, a... uh, Now, someone told me the other day that Jeff Stryker is straight, but he's, like, a gay icon. Like, is that... uh,
1: i do not know him i've never met him
0: he was well he's older uh, yeah for sure if he was he was the guy in circus of books with the mustache and, okay uh, yeah yeah like okay he, he uh he he was so big in the 80s and yeah. 90s at uh on the corner of la cienega and santa monica which i know for you out of towners you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> it's a huge interception yeah it is yeah. and uh there's a Kylie Jenner a billboard and the cross is the Spotify billboard, which is for their hot yeah. young artists. Jeff Stryker would get the Spotify billboard of his latest movies. I mean, that's how big he was.
1: I was walking out of Pilates right before this happened. And it was like the first fucking time, like I was going to get into Pilates this year and like start working out. And then, so it's not my fault that I didn't go back, but I like walked out and I looked up and there's just a giant Riley Reed billboard. Like,
0: right now. Is she like the big, uh, she's
1: like one of the biggest. Yeah. And why Um, is that? um, I mean, she's been, that's the other thing people don't realize is that like they, and the average career length for a porn star, like a porn performer in the U.S. is three to six months for a female performer. That's the average average career. career. Yeah.
0: Is it because, uh, like my friend so eloquently said, uh. Dude one wants to check off to the same girl.
1: Sometimes it is. I mean, people get into it for a lot of reasons. Like sometimes girls just get in, get out to make a few thousand dollars and pay their tuition. And some people want to make it a career. And some people like hit right off the like from the get go and other people. It takes 10 years. Like Riley Reed is 29, I think. And she's been doing this since she was 19.
0: So I would imagine that uh...
1: like Angela White's one of the biggest stars and she's been doing it for 15 years. It takes a long time. To really like it, took me a solid two and a half years to get to this point, and I'm a pretty middle tier performer.
0: But you want to get to the Riley Reed? Uh,
1: no, I don't need to. I mean, I like my career path of combining porn and comedy. I'm writing a book about it right now, and that was always kind of my like because I like went to college, I got to know this older. Like, I started performing when I was 24, 23,
0: 24. Like, what made you uh. Like you know, I've had friends of mine who I said, "Hey, I'm having yeah. this porn girl on," uh, and they're like, "Dude, you gotta ask her." Like, at what point uh, in her life did she go left when she should have gone right? And uh, you know, I've often like thought about that. Like when I, I, I for you know, the first paid gig I ever had in comedy was a gang bang. Like it was a gang bang and ban eyes. Yeah, it was twenty five hundred bucks cash. <laughs> I mean, and I didn't have 10 minutes of material. And I, I go to this place, and you know, it's, it's like a couple hundred guys. This was that time in porn where the gangbang films were trying to outdo each other.
1: Like the really big, like, Bukaki ones?
0: I I don't know. I
1: know what you're talking my good friend, uh My good friend did these, uh, Jim Powers. He's the director, and he's one of my favorite people.
0: He's well, hilarious. It, this is, like, right around the time, and you might not even... Had even been born yet where they had a porn called the Houston 500. Yeah.
1: He used to do that kind of stuff. And he was like, we talk about it on site cause I worked for him a lot. And we also, he's a huge TV guy. So we text about whatever we're watching. Um, but uh, he would like, they would put out ads on like Craigslist and stuff and like on like, um, like anywhere they would literally take out ads to try to get enough guys.
0: Well, I mean, I, I just never forget. I was told yeah. to show up at this warehouse, this big black aisle uh, he's the security he'll let you in and you know i go to this warehouse uh, the guy's like are you the comic i'm like uh yeah i guess uh, but i was totally get paid before so he takes out 25 100 bills i mean it was a stack <laughs> and he just gives it to me i'm like okay well, now what?" what is it like, go in so i go in and there's like it seemed like thousands but I, i'm sure it was just yeah. a few hundred naked dudes <laughs> and i'm like what and i, I remember going outside with a black guy going uh i'm not I'm not fucking anyone in that room. They're like, oh, you just do stand-up. I'm like, where? Uh, And he's like, over there. And he pointed to the stage. It looked like they had a mattress on it. And I get up there. I'm like, oh, fuck, that is a mattress. And So I was basically doing crowd work uh, in between guys. uh, That's amazing. Having sex with this girl. And I ended up bonding with the girl because I was literally the only guy in the room not trying to fuck Fuck her. Fuck her, yeah. And I remember looking at her just going, at what point in your life did you think this was a good move? (laughs) And I wasn't making fun of her. Yeah. I I, I mean, what made you want to do this for a living?
1: I think that question's so funny because I genuinely think that you could ask the same thing about doing comedy. Like, what broke? Like, what was it that you're like, I think, you know, and to me, they're very similar things. Like, I always, and like, they're similar for the same reasons of why I wanted to do them is that like, I mean, I grew up feeling really, Like, I just didn't fit in in the environment I was in. And I was always, like, a smart kid. I went to college. I graduated college. I was on the dean's list. Like, I have two degrees. Um, And I kind of did that whole thing. And I think that was supposed to, like, be my life. And I was supposed to get, like, a job in marketing and probably marry somebody named, like, Brad. Or, (laughs) or, like, Kyle. Yeah, like, an account. Yeah, like, totally. And that just, it was never, like, I always wanted to be, like, an artist and a writer. And I wanted to go do things. And, like, the other thing... Like part of that is that I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't have the money to go do anything because I don't have a trust fund. And it's so hard to have a career in anything creative today if you can't work for free for months and months and months and have your parents pay your rent. And that wasn't an option for me. Um, So I got out of college and I was doing lifestyle BDSM at the time. Like I worked at a dungeon in Denver part time. Like well,
0: performing
1: or? um, I started performing. Like I started doing live like BDSM demonstrations and I helped, I traveled, I helped like teach classes. I went to conventions. I did that for like three years, like all through college. And I started doing like shibari, like the rope modeling. And so I just got more and more into that. And then I was in Portland and I had met those people because my friend was shooting for them and it was BDSM. We were there for a convention. And uh, a couple months later, they had emailed me and were like, "Hey, we need a new marketing person." And one of my degrees is, in... I have my uh, bachelor's in journalism, and my focus was advertising and digital brand strategy. So they're like, "We need someone that does what you do. Do you want a job in the adult industry?" And I like, I didn't, I couldn't find a job in Colorado. Like, I was making twelve dollars an hour doing medical records. It sucked. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do." So I like packed up my car and moved to Portland and just started. And then I like started dancing and it was always just something like it fascinated me. Like it was glamorous and it was different than anything that it was like everybody that I wasn't going to get to be and I wanted to like go do it. So you you
0: weren't like, uh, like abused or no,
1: not at all. I mean, I like, I haven't had the easiest life. Like some bad things have happened to me, but no, like the, like desire to go like perform in that regard or like any was just always who I was. Right. You know? Well,
0: I mean, you know, it's just like in my own dating life, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't the last uh, couple of uh, people were uh, younger uh, of age. Uh, <laughs> but I clearly look back now and go, OK, they, they had daddy issues. Yeah. They weren't treated well by older guys. And yeah. They were, and they almost got off on that.
1: I get off on that kind of stuff a little bit myself, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I like extreme sex. But I try to do it in like a healthy and safe way. And I don't think it says like, like to me, it's cathartic. Like it, it works out things in my brain. I don't know like how else to. And then I like the, there's, I mean, there's an aspect of the glamour of it too. You get to get really dressed up and you only have to work. Like if I'm shooting professional porn and not making any money on my OnlyFans, right? Like let's say I had to go to set. It takes me three days to pay all my bills for the month. So like that kind of freedom to like go do what you want with your time And then to also spend those three days, like, you know, getting really dressed up and then having this awesome, fun, crazy sex, like.
0: But what's crazy sex to you? Like to me, crazy sex, you know, is probably pretty tame to what you consider it. Like, you said you one of your uh, nominations at the ABNs which is the Oscars yeah,
1: of point uh, of yeah. uh,
0: adult films was mm-hmm. the the wildest sex scene Most
1: outrageous. Yeah, that was my first one I was ever nominated for. This year I was nominated for best virtual reality scene. I did a um Archie Betty and Veronica parody.
0: <laughs> well, let's get to the first award cuz I I'm, the most outrageous yeah. sex scene is that involved a like, baseball bat?
1: Close, or? really close. So I wasn't actually like the girl that it was happening to. I lived in LA for like maybe three weeks. Like I was sleeping on an air mattress. Like I had just come to LA. I had my first agent and he was like, Hey, um, do you want to do this? Like extra basically an extra job. You're still going to be in the scene, but you're not actually going to be like having sex or anything. And it's kind of crazy. But it pays like $300. And I was like, yeah, I really need a mattress. So (laughs) um,
0: given what you do, you probably need two of them. I like
1: literally was sleeping on like an inflatable twin mattress from Target. (laughs) Um, You got to suffer for your art a little bit. But anyways, I went and did it. And so it was this scene where we were DPing a girl with two AVN trophies. So I was in charge of putting the one in her pussy and the other girl put it in her butt and then we like fucked it they're really they're not designed to go inside of people and uh it was uh yeah i've been here like three weeks they're just like yeah so you're gonna just stick this and they're huge they're really heavy they have like a heavy base
0: how sanitary is that
1: uh i mean we clean them with alcohol and everything first porn sets are actually really sanitary everything gets like wiped down we use um cavicide which is like an industrial strength like cleaner on stuff okay Mm -hmm. yeah we're actually very like
0: yeah and, and like the other like did you win the award
1: no i didn't win for that one jesus that I've, I've never won no it didn't win um the one that won was they did a puppet porn and the guy like fucked a puppet couch and it was tommy Pistol actually and i honestly i came up to him afterwards because we we're in vegas and i like saw him and i was like you totally deserved to win i'm so glad you beat me for that Fucked a couch uh
0: well i mean well it's funny i was offered <laughs> once to do a. Uh, a particular network was like, hey, there's this comic, Tommy Pistol. He's in porn. He, he's going to host a show. Mm-hmm. You're going to be one of the comics. And, uh, you know, it never happened. But yeah. uh,
1: I try to get him to go to mics with me all the time, like constantly.
0: Well, you know, it's got to be tough when you're a, an established star like he yeah. is. I'll guess he doesn't want to wait to do you know three or five minutes and wait two hours to do it
1: i mean he doesn't like he wouldn't mind it he's kind of shy a lot of porn people are actually pretty shy and like will stay at home so plus he has like family and stuff so
0: oh is he married uh i or...
1: know he's married but he's kids so yeah
0: now how many uh women uh we gotta wrap this up but i like i said it's <laughs> gone on for hours like uh if you have are there a lot of uh female performers who've had kids and and go back to yeah uh, I mean, does having kids affect your, uh, your down there area in terms of, uh, I've never had kids,
1: so I don't know, but I've had sex with girls. who have had kids and I don't think so. Okay. Like I don't, that yeah, no, not for a very long time if ever. No. Nope.
0: Cause like when I heard Jenna Jameson had twins yeah. years ago, I was like, wow, those kids must've felt like they were on a water park ride. <laughs> Like because I would imagine the birth canal is a little bigger, uh, but Hey, what do I know um, where? Uh, well, I guess no one's doing comedy again. Where can people, uh, well, in, they're not doing comedy anytime soon. Uh, where can people find you online? Cause uh, you were very cool to come here and talk about this uh, in a funny way.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I, I, like I said, I was fascinated and it will always be fascinated by pornography Uh, Like, it blows me away that there's a porno theater still.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had sex in a porno theater. I feel like that's a really cool sentence to be able to say when you're 26. With a man? Yeah
0: and were you guys you
1: just- No, we were so we were dating and i this i lived in colorado still and like we were just like out on a date and we like went into this sex shop like just for fun and it had a porno theater in it and like my buddy ryan was working behind the counter and i walked in and i was like ryan what the fuck And like my date's like of course you know this guy like why wouldn't you know the person at the random sex toy store that we just walked into and uh i was like ryan can we go watch the movies and he's like yeah just go do whatever you want i don't give a shit and so we went upstairs and like it was empty. So we were just like banged in one of the. Po- and then at one point, like this guy walked in, who's like exactly who you think would go to a what? porno, thing. <laughs> like the glasses, the mustache, like the button down short sleeve shirt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he like walks in and I like I was like bent over the seat and I like turned on and saw him and he just kind of and I like didn't know what to do. So I was like. And then he walked away. It was very funny.
0: I mean, I was blown away by what I went to the porno theater once. Uh, I was just like, uh, uh, I was at the comedy store. I I was just in a good mood. I knew I wouldn't go to sleep for a while. I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to go in there. So I asked this female comic, hey, will you go there with me? Because I I think it leans more toward the gay side. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll go. And we go in. and It's like a full sex club. Like, people were fucking and, and... and like doing all kinds of things and it, i was just, how is this place allowed to be in business <laughs> like in terms of just the safety code yeah right and then i went there main they had like six theaters and the main one is like this beautiful almost theater like room so i did roast battle for comedy central and i did pretty good on the show this executive comes up to me and goes hey do you have any ideas like, yeah, I'd love to do a special. And he's like, well, I mean, everyone wants to do a special. <laughs> what would be so special about your special? Like, I want to do it in a porno theater I was recently in. Because it's the perfect yeah. size. It probably could seat 150 people. I mean, the smell was horrific. But I just think it would be funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be hilarious. To
0: like, and have a red carpet. Yeah. And it's just wacky porn. But the guy, uh, that wasn't my last time on Comedy Central. I
1: hate doing red carpets. That is my least favorite part of porn. I hate that. Like why? It takes forever. Like you're in a really long line. Like the one at AVN goes through the entire casino and it takes over an hour and a half. And you're just in really uncomfortable shoes and people are yelling at you. And then you like get into the awards and the awards take forever. Like it's it's cool to go to them and I like, like, I enjoy that. But like the actual, yeah, no.
0: Well, I mean, I went to the Alec Baldwin roast because it helped. uh, I
1: imagine that would be fun.
0: Well, it was grueling. It was yeah. like four fucking hours yeah. just because it's not the polished product that you see on TV, which I think is an hour, or an hour yeah. and a half. It's four hours. They're redoing jokes that you yep. know, maybe they flubbed, and and I, how, I mean, from start to finish, how long do the porn awards take?
1: Um, they so they're on Saturday on avN. So avN is four days. We go on. Uh, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday we get there on Wednesday and you work like I work like 12 hours a day when I'm there.
0: Cause you're like, uh, you're like
1: signing autographs you're on the floor, you're giving interviews. And then you have to like work at parties at night. Um, they do like fan meet and greet parties where fans pay like insane amounts of money to like hang out with you.
0: Now are there, um, I'm not asking for your, uh, if you want to, yeah. you've been pretty open. Like, are there, uh, packages and these, no, uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, are there, uh, like, uh, the ultimate, I guess, only fans, experience would be to have sex with a porn star like are, do certain porn stars not i'm not talking yeah. off the books but I, i'm like is there like people a, do
1: like fuck a fan contest sometimes right. yeah that's a thing but a lot of times when they do those and like i can't say this of everyone but the vast majority of people i know that have done those were like it's fuck a fan and then they actually called one of their friends who was like talent
0: oh so that wasn't like an actual like no
1: a, it's a you can't it's it's illegal like if you would get taken down for it But if you fuck a fan for free. Even if you fuck them for free because it's still like solicitation on the internet. And it's not technically free because you're going to post it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or they would have to pay you. Still illegal. I mean, like people do it for sure. But those parties are just, they just want to hang out. But anyways, the actual award show, you have to line up at four o'clock in the afternoon. So you're usually like getting ready since, you know, 10 or 11. And you've been up since (laughs) three. You line up at four, and they don't finish until, like, one or two, usually.
0: Now, that I'm assuming the porn awards are on a Saturday night. Uh Uh-huh. So, Sunday afternoon in the lobby of that hotel, that must look like uh, the the day the earth stood still.
1: That's where I was when Kobe died this year. (laughs) It was really weird.
0: Because Kobe was so iconic to Mm -hmm. every uh, really segment of the society like
1: i was at the hard rock and i was trying to get we have these huge banners we have to take with us that are like it's like a seven foot tall picture of me naked like it, we put it behind us when we sign autographs right. which they're enormous and really bulky and annoying and i had left mine at the bell desk the day before so that i could go to the awards and i forgot my ticket and i was trying to convince him to give it back to was like it's a seven foot picture tall of my tits like you can compare them it's definitely mine. Right. And like, I'm having this argument with the bell that like, and then my phone dings and like Kobe Bryant had died. And I was like, what's happening right now? It was a very, very strange moment. It did feel like stood still.
0: like, what was the mood? Like, you know, I, I, I mean, the original question was yeah. like, sorry, uh, no, no. I mean, four point, <laughs> I mean, four days of porn. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people are exhausted. sexually active, exhausted, yeah. Uh, depressed they didn't get an award maybe uh, <laughs> over not yeah they get an award
1: broke it cost i mean like this year i saved a lot of money like i bought my dress at goodwill this year but like the first time i went i spent about five thousand dollars i think that's pretty typical for how much we have to spend to go to that
0: So I I can't imagine what that lobby must look like of just fans who are like still trying to fuck someone. uh.
1: They also schedule the concrete convention is the same weekend. Um, And so is a gun show at the Hard Rock. So it's a really great mix of people.
0: And isn't at the (laughs) same time the electronics convention happening? It's a week
1: after. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's the week after. But a lot of people will go like a lot of the development teams and stuff go to CES as well.
0: I mean, I can imagine that uh, mm-hmm. that's just uh, the perfect storm of like, insanity. And plus, you know, with Kobe passing yeah. away, uh, you know, I'm, I imagine every porn star was a fan, probably.
1: It uh, was just weird because you saw people's phones like going off in the casino. And like you, I was like watching like hundreds of people get the news at the same time I was, right. which was very weird.
0: Um, what What's coming up comedy wise for you? I know uh, we've concentrated a little bit more on the porn aspects of your life. <laughs> Uh, I mean, when this pandemic is over yeah. and comedy clubs and mics are back, uh, what's the game plan for your comedy career?
1: Um, I mean, I just want to keep going and doing any shows I can. And um, I've gotten to open for Christina P. at Flappers a couple of times, which has been really fun. She's the best. She's so great. I uh, Tom's road comic, Josh Potter, is a really good friend of mine. And that's how I know them. And so they've had me on their shows and stuff and they've been so cool to me. Um, so hopefully I get to do that again and just, yeah, I like, I put it a whole thing on Twitter about it the other day where I was like, if I could do what I would do right now, if I could, and it was like, I want to like, get drunk with my friends and go to a bunch of open mics and just like all the things that we like took for granted, you know? Cause I'm still, I'm like just hitting a year of doing stand up. So I'm still really, really new.
0: Yeah, but you have a great advantage of <laughs> a fan base. Like, yeah, You already have a fan base. So- I mean, yeah. Now, rightly or wrongly, some bands might go, they care less about your comedy and go, I want to see her dance or whatever. Uh, Which is
1: fine. That's cool with me, too.
0: But they'll pay the money to see you at the club. Yeah. uh, The comedy club.
1: And Uh, I get a lot of like, I've noticed I've gotten a lot of opportunities just because like I do have so many people that I could put on Twitter and be like, come to this. And they will. Because yeah, most like, year old comics have like 52 followers on Twitter. You have
0: like 57,000, I
1: think. I have Yeah, 57,000 right now, yeah.
0: And then you have like a fan page, I'm assuming on like Facebook or something.
1: I don't have one on Facebook because they're super strict about that. But I like I have Instagram um, and then my OnlyFans, I have like, you know, about a thousand OnlyFans subscribers. And so all of that, like, you know. And then you're just like on other podcasts. Twitter's my favorite. I love Twitter.
0: I mean, I love Twitter for talking yeah. shit. That's why I like Twitter. <laughs> uh, I like Instagram for actually just posting pictures. Oh, hey, here I was in 91 waiting to get a kiss uh, t-shirt <laughs> or something. Uh, and then TikTok. I, 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 are you on TikTok?
1: I don't understand TikTok and I'm like too afraid to ask now. Should I'm, I learn it? I've been thinking about it. Like it's going to happen. I'll get bored enough soon.
0: Well, like once again, like you have a fan base already yeah. that I'm sure within 24 hours of you saying on Twitter, "Hey, I'm on TikTok now," you would have instantly five, six, seven thousand fans.
1: Like, yeah, that's uh, a new, yeah.
0: You know, Chandler at the time of her banning was, <laughs> uh, you know, had almost a million likes.
1: Damn, that's yeah. I've heard people like can get really big on it.
0: Well, it, it's uh, their algorithms, and I really should have her come down and explain it. But like, uh, you, you know, they. If you put out good content, you mm-hmm. will get thrown into the algorithm. Which okay. Isn't necessarily the case on like an Instagram or yeah. Twitter.
1: Uh, and I'm super shadow banned on Twitter, which makes me really sad. Cause I'll tweet stuff that I think is great. And then like compared to how many likes it would get if I wasn't shadow banned, I'm like, oh.
0: I'm shadow banned yeah. on Apple Podcasts. And, I really? Oh, and for no, uh, it's like, the, I don't want to bore people with the logistics of that, but it was for a yeah. music violation and uh, <laughs> I was proven innocent, but then they were like, well, we don't manipulate the charts. I'm like, well, I was number eight in comedy. Like, I'm not asking, just put me back. And like, when you get shadow banned, it really fucks you.
1: Really fucks you. Yeah. It's, and that's such a thing that happened. I mean, it happens to like all adult performers, but yeah, it blows. Because it's taking me like, I've had that Twitter account for like almost four years
0: and that is at kate kennedy
1: no it's at the og kennedy oh
0: sorry about yeah that. so uh, on twitter it's at the og kennedy
1: yeah it's the same on instagram but there's an underscore between the and og i'm actually like messaging the guy that has the og twitter uh kennedy
0: maybe buy it from him.
1: yeah i messaged him yesterday i was like can i buy it because i just learned how to do domain forwarding right um because I am bored and so I just bought a bunch of like domains and was like consolidating all of that because it's a good time to do that
0: yeah I mean there's a whole I think a uh, segment of people who literally buy d- domain names mm-hmm. to sell them when you squatting
1: yeah and when you get into porn um and this is something someone told me when I first got in and I didn't do it and it was stupid they were like go online and just buy all of them buy like kate kennedy xxx and any handle you're going to use because someone as soon as you start doing porn if your career goes well someone will go buy them all first um and luckily no one did so i bought like all the main ones that i wanted and i think it ended up costing me like 20 or 30 bucks
0: do you go on like GoDaddy or
1: i just googled like i think i googled like how to do because to do uh to promote only fans on instagram you can't directly link to only fans that's how i got taken down what you can do is buy a different domain and have it forward to your only fans so okay. if you go to the you'll go to my only fans
0: and do you have an actual website too?
1: I'm working on launching one. It should be up really soon. It's called semi jockey.com. I know it was just available.
0: No. Hey, whatever. I mean, who, you're working it. You're making um, <laughs> uh, big money. So.
1: No, I think it's funny. And it's, um, I'm also going to do a podcast, hopefully like in conjunction with it, but it's, um, it's a lot of writing about, cause I said, I'm writing a book right now about porn and just kind of what it's like to be doing professional porn in 2020, yes. um, and in the industry. And I, think it would be a cool project so um it's all kind of leading to that but a lot of it is um just like how to do this job is something i'm really passionate about like we don't have any job training in porn they just kind of and especially like these really young girls are 18 19 like i'm so glad i got into this at 23 like i'd gone to college i'd had a life like i was you know stable and i knew how to like manage money whereas like you these girls have never been on a plane before and they fly out to la and they're 18 Like, of course, you're going to blow all your money on Gucci bag and go home broke and upset. Like, and so much of that is like avoidable collateral damage that that's something that like I personally just really care about. So a lot of it's like educational kind of stuff for new performers in the industry. But I think that has interest for fans, too, because people like to know what this job is like. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: uh, it's like there was a poison video uh, called Fallen Angel, and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about porn, but. Like they show the girl getting off the bus, Mm -hmm. like looking up at the bright lights of Hollywood Boulevard. And like in the course, in the video, it's 30 seconds later. But in actual timeline, it was probably a couple weeks later. She's doing porn. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, she goes uh, back onto the bus to go home. Like Does that happen a lot where girls come out here to be like a, 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 when I say legitimate, I mean.
1: Yeah, I get what uh, you're saying. It never happens. A Hollywood
0: actress. And then they're like, this ain't happening and get into porn.
1: Almost never. Most, so they
0: come out here to get into porn. Yeah.
1: People come out to get into porn. Like, and most porn, like that's why dialogue is so frustrating and porn too, is because most porn performers want to be porn performers. They don't want to be actors and actresses. Like some do. And those people do the narrative heavy stuff. And it is fun. Like I like doing mainstream and I'm trying to pursue a little bit more mainstream acting myself this year. If this ever ends, but, um, No, most people don't like and I kind of I joke about it, too, because, you know, you always get like the super like third wave feminist, like it's sex trafficking, like all like prostitution is like it's if I was theoretically a criminal and I wanted to sex traffic somebody like the most inconvenient, inefficient way to do it would be through studio porn. Like it's so much money and it's so much it's like very similar to comedy. It's so pay to play for so long that like it just makes no sense.
0: Well, I've often laughed at people who like talk bad about pornography yeah. or, or porn actors. Uh, you, you know, they need help. They, you know, of yeah. course, you know, they seize upon the the few cases of suicides in mm-hmm. porn and, and suicides in comics. In comics, comedy. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. last or, yeah, a year ago, yeah. Uh, and then they have bigger skeletons than any of the people in porn. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, uh, it's very hypocritical. Comics
1: tend to be way more emotionally damaged. Most people in porn are. <laughs>
0: Would you say most people, I think comics are mentally damaged. Uh, would you say uh, not most, but a fair amount of people in porn are uh, physically damaged either through abuse?
1: No, I I don't see like, in like, you know, I try to talk candidly with most of my friends and most people in porn are really open. Right. But like, no, a lot of people come from fairly decent backgrounds. Like, I mean, a lot of people come from poverty. Right. Like that I mean that is the other thing that like I think has to be like recognized in that discussion cuz I obviously like I come from a fairly privileged background of definitely being someone that like did not have to do this. Right? But for so many people and like I was saying I went to college but I don't have a trust fund and I wanted to go pursue a creative career and this is what let me do it and I think for a lot of people it's very similar. Whether they want to get really good at porn or whether they just want to like have a career where they can make money cuz the there's not the overhead's really low and there's not a high barrier to entry in porn. You just have to be young and hot and fuck, right? You don't have to have all of these degrees and student debt. And I think that's really appealing for a lot of people.
0: So you guys looking to get into porn, uh, (laughs) you're uh, approaching 30 better fucking move fast guys.
1: I mean, there's people that don't get in until, and I know a lot of really successful performers that don't get in until their thirties and they just come in as milfs.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Last question, and it kind of goes back to the Jeff Striker that he was straight, but mm-hmm. he did gay porn. Like for guys, uh, gay to pay uh, or is uh, are, are there a lot of guys like a Jeff Striker who? Uh, uh,
1: there might be on um, the gay porn industry and the straight porn industry are totally separate industries. We have our own award shows. We don't work with each other. Why is that? Um, so a lot of it is kind of some stigma that's sort of going away a little bit but for a very long time the gay porn industry has been less regulated like the straight porn industry is extremely regulated we have far like lower sti infection rates and all that kind of stuff it's actually a very safe business um but for a really long time gay porn didn't want to like enact the same testing standards and they didn't want to use the same kinds of tests and it was just riskier and so it developed into this kind of stigma of being like oh well you're more likely to Get sick, they're not responsible, they're putting a, a bad name on our industry. And there's been a lot of friction between those two. Um, and that's changing a little bit. But like, I, you know, like a lot of girls don't do bi scenes or um, don't do trans scenes, but that is changing. Right. Yeah. I would say that like, I'm sure there are guys that are like gay for pay in the gay porn industry, but I don't actually, I think I know like maybe three or four guys in that <laughs> industry.
0: That better be a hell of a paycheck. <laughs> uh, Kate. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having me. Doing this uh if you uh, you better want to follow her it's uh on Twitter at the OG Kennedy. Yes. And on Instagram uh the same but an underscore where?
1: Uh between the and OG.
0: And so people can go to your only fans through the, the Instagram or
1: through Twitter like it's all over all of those.
0: So you know she's yeah. uh you know <laughs> She's a real deal. Like, you got to give her that, and go see her comedy shows too. Although <laughs> I know my fan base will concentrate on the first <laughs> career path first, but uh, you know, once this is over, we'll probably be on the same shows together. So that would uh, be awesome. Um, you know, follow her, and uh, thank you for the love and support. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts for Inappropriate Earl, so I can get uh, cool guests like Kate, and maybe through her porn connections, uh, maybe I can get. Uh, you know jeff striker on or uh i'm just throwing it out there in the universe maybe um who else in lexington lexington steel i can't even say his name i get so nervous saying it uh maybe cal jammer i don't know what he's doing uh john stagliano uh,
1: oh you should talk to stagliano i love him
0: well my friend yoshi i think worked with him at yeah, some point I know Yoshi. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, who doesn't know yoshi Dude, yeah uh, Yoshi used to come to comedy shows and hand out porn to the crowd. Like most comics will (laughs) hand out their business card at the end go, hey, you know, here's my name. Follow me on Twitter. Yoshi would just hand out DVDs. That's a
1: good idea. I have a bunch of those laying around. Well,
0: that could be like a great gimmick for you that (laughs) no one else could do. It's just like, hey, guys, follow me on uh, Twitter at the OG Kennedy. And uh, here's Take It in the Ass 7. Enjoy it. (laughs) uh, Autograph it. I'm giving you advice. Uh, So, guys, uh, we're going to try and do this every week now during the pandemic. Pandemic, it's tough to get people to come over uh you know it's probably not the best time to ask strangers to come to my house uh, but i'm clean kate's clean chandler and lois are clean so uh john stagliano if you're out there i'd love to talk about the seymour butts uh, series uh it was the last porn i watched uh, i think it was called seymour butts behind mm-hmm. the spank door i i just love the parody names um <laughs> and uh we'll uh, see you soon and uh, follow kate she's awesome come see her comedy shows when this is all over i think june 1st i'm hearing uh, is a possibility for comedy clubs to uh reopen and staggered audience uh, configurations but nobody knows uh you know we're in the wild west so uh so once in a lifetime opportunity uh that hopefully will be once in a lifetime because this is i mean we're all jonesing to do comedy and to take it in the ass and and, and all that good stuff and if my sisters or nieces are listening to this uh, you knew the deal when you m- met me at the first family dinner so uh i love you all inappropriate Earl. soundcloud 2 for you people who are android freaks